Welcome to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. Have you found yourself trapped on the weight loss journey, losing and regaining the same 20 pounds? Are you tired of starving yourself, eating less calories than your toddler, and making the gym your second home is just not an option? Then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Anna J. Fit, weight loss and mental fitness coach, and in this podcast, I'll teach you exactly what to do to lose the weight sustainably and never gain it back. Let's dive in. What's going on, my beautiful, amazing uh, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Winning at Weight Loss, because that's what we're all about here, right? Um, I am back for another episode. And today, what I want to talk about is the importance of outside lenses, ladies, when you are working towards specific weight loss, fitness, other health and wellness goals, right? Um, if it sounds like I'm smiling, it's actually because my my dog walked in here right as I started recording for the podcast. And she's just laying there looking at me with the cutest, oh, the cutest little puppy eyes. And I'm like, girl, I just want to hug you right now and pet you, but I need to talk for a while. So anyways, that had nothing to do with today's episode, but I am a dog lover. I think that's important for you to know. You should know that about me. That's important. I'm a dog lover and dog owner. But so the reason why um, I decided to talk today about the importance of outside lenses when we are on our journey and we're trying to level up and unlock basically that's ne that next level version of ourselves, what prompted that is because earlier this week, I decided to open up and share more about my story that was eye-opening for me about when I fucked up my back. Literally. Sorry. If you thought that I was going to say something like super deep, well, um, I hate to disappoint you. But I fucked up my back and it was one hell of, I mean, it was awful and I don't wish that shit on anyone out here, but it was an amazing learning experience. Like it, it was an emotional roller coaster, but I learned a lot of really valuable lessons, valuable lessons from that. And earlier this week, I felt called to talk about that inside of my free weight loss community, which by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a part of the Women Winning at Weight Loss Facebook community, what are you really doing with your life? I don't know. Just like, that's a real question. Figure it out. But this is definitely an invitation. Actually, it's an obligation at this point to be a part of the Women Winning at Weight Loss Facebook community. Just search it on Facebook. You'll find it. We're like 2,200 members deep. So come on in there. It's an awesome community to be a part of. And like I said, earlier this week, I decided to share with that community, with those ladies, my battle with my back problems, my back issues, and how it affected me on my journey. And when I realized that this, it was important for me to share that with other women because there's so many other women here that are dealing with some kind of limitations, some kind of injuries, surgeries, whatever it is, right? And then we feel like we're cornered and we're like victims of that situation. And so the message today is going to be about the importance of outside lenses when you have a goal that you're working towards and you are struggling getting to that goal, okay? So let's backtrack. Everyone's, everyone knows about COVID, right? Don't really have to give y'all a whole lecture about COVID and what happened. You know what I'm talking about. But when the world shut down, COVID hit, 
and it's the fucking apocalypse up in here, then what happened for me, which I think that you probably can relate with, please share with me in the DMs on Instagram, Facebook, find me and tell me if you can relate with this because I would love to hear more from you. But I went into total panic, stress, uh, depression, anxiety mode, worry 24-7. Initially, I was also on the front lines as a healthcare worker which that added another layer to the stress, the pressure, the fear, the worries, the concerns. And as y'all know, I'm a single mom of two young children. So it was just a hot mess, girl, a hot mess, okay? And it caused just so much tension within me. And then on top of that, to make things worse, obviously we were limited as far as getting out of your house. Where can you go? And then the gym shut down, right? And then it was, well, you, it can't be more than like five people in the same place. Y'all can't congregate. All these other things, all these stipulations just got added one on top of another. So I'm sorry that I'm having to take you back to that pretty, honestly, pretty traumatic uh, period of time for, I think, almost all of us. Like, seriously, it affected humanity like for forever. We're going to remember this. and for many, many years to come. But I think it was really traumatic for a lot of us. And I know for a fact and have no shame in saying it was quite traumatic for me. Before COVID, I lived outside. You know, now that's the thing is we outside. Like that's, that's the thing because it's not as common. But before COVID, I literally lived outside. So I was at the gym early in the mornings. I worked my healthcare job on the front lines, in the hospitals. I was in the nursing homes. I was very active. You can probably relate to this if during COVID or since COVID, you got transferred and transitioned to a work work from home job. Totally different lifestyle. So before COVID, I was like you. I was like that. I was out there in the world. I had an office to go to and I was very mobile because I covered a large territory. I had a lot of patients. And a lot of physicians in within my network, a lot of nurses, social workers, all of that. So I interacted with people all day, every day out there in the world. I was visible in the community, had a huge impact with the work that I was doing. It was very fulfilling as well. Um, but I was out there and I was very active because I was moving around all day. I was getting God knows a million steps in. At the time, I didn't even have a... a uh, a, an Apple watch. So I don't know what I was averaging, but I'm pretty sure I was averaging 20,000 steps, no lot. And so between the nine to five, between training clients, you know, coaching women early, early in the morning, and then after five in the evenings, and then all weekends long. In addition to also teaching, I was teaching approximately an average of eight group fitness classes at several different gyms. Okay. I was teaching Zumba. I was teaching bar. And I believe at the time I was still teaching ripped as well, which was like, um, like a a cardio strength mix, like pretty challenging class, but it was really cool. So I was teaching a lot of classes. So COVID hits and it was so traumatizing and such a drastic lifestyle change, like overnight, because I went from being that person that was outside 24 seven to all of a sudden I'm locked in my house. And I was never accustomed to being alone. I was always accustomed to being around other folks, interacting with people all the time, being really social, like a real social butterfly. So it changed me 
I was forced to change, accommodate and this lifestyle change, this, the, the world changing, adjust to what was happening. And it was all beyond my control. And the same goes for all of you, right? Because the world at the time forced you to change, to do things, to live in a way that maybe you didn't agree with, you didn't want to live that way, or you had never lived that way before and it made you feel uncomfortable, you weren't happy, whatever, okay? In order to cope with that, I decided that I needed to find an, an, out, an outlet, like a healthy outlet. I already had my home gym, so I was ahead, from, ahead of the entire world because I had already invested in a bunch of equipment, like my garage, I transformed it into my gym. And I did that years before COVID when I bought this house that I'm in currently because my kids were a lot younger then and I didn't have the flexibility. Like I couldn't leave my kids at home alone because they were not old enough for me to go to the gym. So in order to give myself the gift of convenience and making sure that I never fell off and that I would never have excuses to not work out, I, over time, literally one month at a time, would, would order like one piece of equipment, like one set of new weights. I would literally have like a, a $50, $60 budget every single month. And that's what I did, one piece at a time. And so by the time COVID hit, I was ahead of everybody else because people were killing themselves to get the last set of dumbbells at Walmart. I don't know if y'all remember this, but everything was sold out on Amazon. You couldn't even find a damn resistance band because everything had been bought up. I didn't have those problems because I was already set up for life. Thank God. But it's cool to have a home gym when most of your life is, out, is taking place outside of your home. But now it was, you're locked up in your house, you're working from home, your kids ain't going to school, so you got to deal with the kids 24-7 at home too. Um, your gym is also at home, so now you can't go work out outside of home. You got to do it at home too. I lost my shit. I just couldn't take that shit no more. So anyways, what happened? Well, I came up with this new coping mechanism, coping mechanism of mine, and I decided that I was going to start running outside. Yeah. Great idea. Um, I'm not a runner. Never been a runner. That's the background on me, okay? Like, I played basketball for many years. Basketball was my first love, but still, I don't consider that running, right? So. Here I am. All of a sudden, I made the decision. I'm going to go run outside because I got to get away from my kids. I got to get, get away from these four walls. I, got, I, I can't stand to see the side of my house again. Like, I need a break, right? I'm losing it. I'm going insane. So there was this uh, hiking trail, literally like a mile from my house. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you follow me on social media, then a lot of my pictures with like the big rocks and the water and the trees in the background, like beautiful professional pictures I've taken. They were taken out there at that um, hiking trail. And so when I was able to go out there and run and walk and just get some fresh air in, like it just felt liberating. It felt like I, I didn't feel like a prisoner anymore. Literally, like that was freedom. And so because I'm a very competitive person and because I love to work out and it's such an important part of my life, the running piece just became, it just made sense. So I started running. I started off jogging, you know, light at first. And then that competitive nature of mine, because nothing is ever like okay and good enough as it is. I got to keep on going. It turned into, oh, wow. I managed to jog for a mile. Hmm. I wonder if I can run a mile faster than that. Okay. 
boom, that became my next challenge. So then I would go every single day and I would force myself to increase my pace, improve my endurance, felt good. Obviously, running is really great to fight off depression, anxiety. It kicks off those endorphins, those happy hormones. It's amazing. By the way, people who run very frequently for at least 20 minutes at a time, because it's at the 20-minute mark that it really kicks in, um, have a much lower rate of depression and anxiety. So it's in the middle of COVID, and I can't see my family. Life is locked down. The world is locked down. Like, just panic mode. Obviously, what am I looking for? Well, something that's going to alleviate the symptoms of depression, anxiety, stress, and all of that. So it just made sense. And one thing led to the the next. Then it was, all right, so next time I go, I'm going to push myself to run a mile and a half. So then I'm running a mile and a half. Then the challenge is I got to run it faster. So basically, over the course of these next couple of months, the world obviously started to reopen slowly. We went through those different phases coming out of, you know, the like the worst time of the pandemic things started to get a little bit more relaxed over time. Then we had a couple of relapses where shit shut back down. And through all of that, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to continue running. Okay? And over the course of, I mean, it was honestly probably like the, that first solid year. So 2020 to 2021, right? That whole year. And I just really became great at running faster. Endurance was top notch. I kept going further, faster, running longer. Amazing. But the problem is that I injured my back years ago. Like we're talking about six plus years ago, something along those lines. And it came from a deadlift and it was an injury caused by that. And so instead of going to the doctor and doing what you're supposed to do, nurse that injury, make sure that you know exactly what type of injury you're dealing with. Follow the proper steps, basically. Do what a a reasonable, responsible person should be doing. I didn't do any of that. So I was hurt then years ago, and it took me a couple of days to get over that. Stretching, icing, resting, all of that. And then I was like, if I get better after a couple of days, then I'm good. I don't need to go to the doctor. And I just go back to what I was doing before. That's exactly what I did. So for that six plus year period of time, I continued to teach, do Zumba, do all my boot camp workouts. I was going to burn boot camp for a while too, if you've ever, ever heard of that, but that's like a mix of like boot camp CrossFit type of situation. I did all kinds of things. But the only thing that I really learned my lesson about was I'm not going back to deadlifting. And so I never deadlifted again because I knew that was going to try, trigger my back instantly and I didn't even want to go there. So what happened in this year of me vigorously getting into running and actually developing a real love for it. Initially, it was a chore, but then all of a sudden I realized this is great. Is that as the months were going by, I started to feel that little nag, that little pinch in that exact same location where I hurt my back, obviously, or I tore something six plus years ago. And because I had tunnel vision and I was laser focused on This is my coping mechanism. This is my way out the house. This is the only thing I can really do right now that is satisfying all of my needs, that is helping me keep it together for my kids and for everyone else or everything else. I can't let that thing go. I was really hanging on to the running like like a desperate person. 
and I wouldn't let it go. So I felt the pinch. I felt the little nagging pain, the little shooting pain every now and then. But I was like, that can't stop me. I got to keep going. And that's what I did. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. The pain got worse from month to month. And eventually, it was like waking me up in the middle of the night. I had to sleep with my ice, my ice packs and stuff. But keep in mind, also, doctors were not seeing patients or they were doing telehealth visits, but they weren't seeing anybody in person. Keep that in mind, too. So, and the other thing is that you could not go to a specialist, at least here, you couldn't go to a specialist unless it was a life or death type of situation. So I had tele, I had a telehealth visit or two with my primary care physician, but what is she really going to do? Plus, she couldn't feel my back or anything like that. It was through the screen. Didn't do much. What do doctors do? They prescribe muscle relaxers. That was great for amazing ass sleep, but I mean, it didn't solve the problem. I couldn't go to ortho. And so the message was, we're going to have to wait until things get better because there's so many people who didn't even get their hip replacements their knee surgeries and all these other things that are obviously way more important and way more debilitating than me and my fucking back problem, right? So the message was, you're just going to have to wait. And I understood and I was okay with that. So I was just icing my back, resting it as much as possible, stretching, but it just kept getting worse. So eventually, a year later, a year into this journey of Anna and her running chronicles, My back was so fucked up that I was limping all day, every single day. And one day it was so bad, I couldn't even get back back up off the floor. Like literally, I just, it's like my leg gave up. The pain was like shooting all the way down. And I just ended up like on the floor in that moment. And I was like, I'm just going to stay down here for a while. I could not get back up. That's how bad it got. So. Silly me, of course, because I kind of did that to myself. I can't blame nobody else. And I'm surely not blaming COVID. That take responsibility. But I was limping every single day. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. The pain was so bad. Obviously, now it was like running is out of the question. So I gave up running. Just like that. Poof. Gone. Didn't have that coping mechanism anymore. And eventually things got better as far as the world. And I went back to my doctor in person and I told her it's not getting any better. Every time I, like, if I twist, it hurts. If I'm, when I'm walking, it hurts. I can't run anymore. I feel like I can't really work out anymore because anything I'm trying to do or any move that I would have done in the past, a lunge, a squat, if I add weight, whether I don't add weight, I can't do jumping jacks. Like, I feel like I'm becoming more and more limited as time goes on. And I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to cope with that. I'm a personal trainer. I've been active my, I've been active for years. <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why um, this is happening as I am trying to tell this story. This is important. But, and so eventually, you know, how, y'all know how it goes in, in the U.S. And for those of you who are not in America, well, I don't know. But in the U.S., like, it takes a while before a doctor really takes some shit serious. So I had to keep going and keep going. And it was muscle relaxer after muscle relaxer. And I got some steroids for a while. And the the thing is that the symptoms would go away as long as I didn't move. So I could pop a muscle relaxer, steroids for a couple of days. But as long as I didn't go walking, as long as I didn't do squats, as long as I didn't do Zumba. Oh, Zumba was out of the question. 
the end. So the end for running, the end for Zumba. Then it, then it got worse. And then it was, oh, I also can't be walking. And so it just kept going on, right? And so the decline was literally like over time, it just got worse and worse and worse. And so it felt like I went from saying I can't do deadlifts anymore to now it's I can't run anymore. Then it was I can't walk anymore. Then it was I also can't do Zumba anymore. You see what I'm saying? So it's just one thing after another being taken away from me. And I literally eventually ended up having a fucking meltdown over it because I literally felt like you, you know how you sit there and you got, you feel like you got like a bucket full of resources. Let's say you got a bucket in front of you and it's like full of candy, full of resources, full of like joyful, amazing ass shit that you enjoy that brings you joy that is good for you. Maybe candy wasn't a good example because it's not good for you, but you know what I mean? And then it's like, one person comes around and, and, and takes one thing out of your bucket. Another one comes and another one. And, you, and you're just sitting there help, like helpless, like your hands are tied and you can't do anything about it. You're watching these people take the shit out of your buckets, like right in front of you. They're basically stealing from you and you literally can't do anything about it. You can't fend for yourself. You can't defend yourself. You can't say, hey, don't do that. Put that back. Nope, nothing. You got like duct tape on your mouth. That's how I felt. I'm just being real. That is how I felt. Like one thing after another just being taken away from me. And in a time where I so desperately needed that because that was my comfort. That was my coping mechanism. That was keeping me right. And I've been off antidepressants and anxiety medications for many years. Fitness is my medication. Now you taking the medication away from me. Now you taking the fitness away from me. And ironically, the doctor tried to put me back on antidepressants and anxiety meds because obviously I was getting more depressed and more anxious. And I was like, no, you don't fucking get it. <laughs> I don't want that shit. <laughs> I want to work out. And so eventually, and I'm talking about this is like a process. We're talking now we're two years in. Eventually I ended up at, um, at an ortho, ortho doc. And I saw him for maybe two sessions, like two appointments with him. I got injections in my back. And I got temporary, temporary relief, okay? So really brief, like for a week, no pain, no nothing. I felt like a million bucks. So obviously he was shooting the thing in the right place. <laughs> but the second that I would start to do, try to do something, I wasn't even like being crazy and trying to run a marathon immediately. No, the second I would kind of try to become active again, boom, he came to back again. And just horrible, debilitating pain and I just can't afford to do that, right? I can't afford to be in pain like that. And I don't think anybody can. And no one wants to feel like that. So it kept discouraging me from moving again. So now we're at least, this is me like not working out, y'all, for a year. Me, Anna J. Fit, not working out for close to a year at this point. And I'm sitting here coaching my clients. I'm training all these women. I'm, I'm sitting here at my computer designing all these amazing fire-ass workouts for people that are paying me, okay? And now, me, I'm having meltdown after meltdown. I feel like everyone's coming here and taking shit out of my bucket. At this point, I have nothing left in my bucket. I feel like I can't exercise. Hell, I even tried yoga and that shit was hurting my back. So I keep trying, but I'm not getting anywhere. And as time progresses, I'm starting to notice that I'm losing muscle mass. I'm getting weaker. I was, I was starting to realize that my breathing was different. Oh, that's scary right there. I'm like, wait a fucking second. 
Are you serious? Like I'm getting out of breath that easily. That's weird. That's not like me. And my medicine has been taken away from me. So in this COVID world, I'm already stressed. Anxiety is heightened. The depression is back because now I'm really lonely, alone and isolated, which is a really bad thing for people who battle depression. But now on top of that, the one medicine that, w- that I always clung to that kept me going no matter what, that's been taken away from me too. And so shit just got worse progressively. Now, like I said, I'm knocking on a year of not exercising, right? Like little attempts here and there because I still had to drive the desire and the will. But every time I attempted something, hell, two days later, I was paying for it so badly that I was like, I'm so discouraged. I don't even want to do this anymore. It's deterring me. Go back to ortho, get another injection. I tell the man like it's not getting any better. The last injection was great for like a week or so. But then after that, it was just back to square one. He's like, hey, let's try this again. Cool. Let's try it again. And same exact outcome or not exact same because it lasted three weeks. So I was pain free for three weeks, which was absolutely amazing. But I was so traumatized and scared that those three weeks, I didn't even try to work out. I just enjoyed the fact that I was pain free for three weeks. That's an amazing gift. Go back to ortho. I tell him, hey, it lasted three weeks. So at least I got better results this time. But I'm too afraid to work out. I still feel like I've limited range of motion, mobility. And I just can't do the things I'm supposed to be doing. And I can't take it anymore. I'm so over it. What the fuck? What are we going to do? And I had an entire fucking meltdown in this man's, um, in this, this, this office, right? And like I was fighting the tears. Fighting the fucking tears. Because I'm not a whiner. I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I ain't no crybaby. I'm not a complainer. Like, yeah, I've learned to be more in touch with my emotions and not suppress them over the years. But I don't believe in whining and complaining and shit. I believe in, hey, I don't like the situation. It makes me uncomfortable. I ain't happy with this, this and that. Okay, let me go find a game plan. Let me go get help. Let me hire somebody. Let's fucking fix the problem. Let's take action. I'm an action taker, right? So here I feel like I can't, like, I, I don't know what else to do. And so I really fell into what I teach my clients not to do, that victim mode. Oh, poor me. Poor me. I can't run anymore. It's the end of the world. Um, My back is hurting all the time. I'm only 30-something years old. My back should not be jacked up like this. I don't understand. What did I do? Why is it that God won't allow me to run? Running is good for me. Why can't I run? Yada, 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 yada. Just like whine, 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 whine. Complain, complain, complain. Why me? Poor me. I go to ortho. Y'all give me shots. The shit ain't doing nothing. Do something better. Why do you suck at your job? Damn it. I'm mad at everybody, mad at everything. And it's all poor me. When I tell you that that doctor did me the biggest favor ever, he slapped, basically slapped the shit out of me. Not like physically. Thank God he didn't slap me. But he stopped me in my tracks. I think he saw where I was going with this, with the, the whining in the victim mode. And he said, Ms. Jackson, you're a personal trainer. Have you ever seen a personal trainer who does not work out? And I was like, no, which is exactly why I'm here because that's the problem. I fucking want to work out. So I was a little bit mad at him then because I'm like, do I look stupid to you or something? Because I thought we were on the same page here. I'm here because I'm a personal trainer. And because as a personal trainer, I value exercising. And I can't fucking exercise because my back is fucked up. And you're not solving my problem. You ain't healing my back. 
So now I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes and I'm telling you that my whole life is falling apart and you ain't doing shit about it. But ask me stupid questions. That's how I felt, right? I should send this episode to, to the doctor, by the way. You know what? I'm going to do that. So, and so he reiterates. Ms. Jackson, we agree. It doesn't make sense for a personal trainer to not exercise. Because how are you going to train your clients? How are you going to maintain your own physique? Right? How are you going to be helping other people if you're not even helping yourself? And he kept on going. And I was like, I think I know where this is going. And I kind of really don't like this man. But at the same time, yes, get me out of this fucking funk and victim mode. Shake some sense into me. Because I think I lost myself here. And he just kept going. And he was like, when you are facing this type of injury and this type of challenge, the solution is not, I'm never working out again. The solution is not, I'm laying in bed depressed and I ain't moving and I ain't doing nothing. The solution is you learn to train your body differently in a way that is going to help you heal your back. And that is obviously not going to hurt you any more than you're already hurting. And so then he starts to tell me about his own experience. What I really love about this doctor too, and why we clicked and connected is because he goes to the gym faithfully. And every time I saw him, he was always talking about the importance of working out in his own life and how for him, it was keeping him, him sane. And for him, it was a source of like stress relief, making him feel good and fulfilled. Just the value of exercising, building muscle, lifting weights, all of that. And I love that about him. And so he told me, he was like, let me tell you something about me so that you understand where I'm coming from. And he goes into telling me that he was an avid swimmer. So here I am in front of him, avid runner all of a sudden, whose back is fucked up, whining because I can't run. And he's like, listen, lady, I was an avid swimmer. And swimming is absolutely fantastic. People tell you all day, go swim. It's so good for your joints. Go swim. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, there's no impact. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so good for you. It's great cardio. It's great strength because you got to work against the resistance of the, from the water, all this stuff. But, what pe- but he said, but what people don't tell you is that you're going to wear down your joints. You're going to have sometimes a problems that you're going to develop over time. The more you swim over, ye- over years, it's going to obviously lead to some kind of wear and tear from the swimming motions. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. You're right. People do always say swimming is great. You should go swim. It's like the greatest thing for your body ever, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, but have you seen how swimmers swim? (laughs) It's their shoulders, right? Like they're moving the big movements of the arms, arm up, push against the water down, arm up, push against the warm, right? I hope that you visualize that now. You got the picture in your head of a person swimming. What does that do? Over time, it fucks up your shoulders. I didn't know that. I never thought about it, that, to be honest, because water is not my thing. So I've never been into swimming. Eye-opening, right? And I was like, whoa, this is a great perspective change that I needed in my life right now. I'm so grateful to this doctor. So grateful. I definitely need to send him this episode and a letter or something because he deserves that. But so he said he had to stop swimming 
after being an avid swimmer for so many years. And that was his outlet. That was his love. That was his thing. That was what he gravitated towards and he loved so much. Wow, I can relate to that. And so he had to take a step away. He had to back down from the swimming because the shoulders were so worn down. He had so much pain. It started to limit his range of motion. And basically the the rotator cuffs were impacted negatively. And he was like, and if you know anything, you know your trainer, so you know how important those rotator cuffs are. And you also know that when people have tears in their rotator cuffs, it fucks up everything. And rotator cuff surgery is like, honestly, one of the worst ones when it comes to repairing, repairing muscle tissue, a joint or anything, right? It's literally the worst. So he said, when that happened to me, I didn't sit here and go into victim mode per se. What I realized was, okay, I still got to keep moving because if I don't, I'm going to lose my muscle mass. My health is going to decline. I'm going to become weak. My muscles, my joints are going to become stiff. That's what happens. He was like, so what I did was just understand that I need to go train my body differently but that just not training my body is not an alternative. That's not an option. When I tell you that my tears dried up so fast, poof, gone. And I felt so stupid and honestly ashamed a little bit because I was like, wow, there's people that are going through way worse. There's people in wheelchairs. There's people that have lost limbs. There's people that need fucking hip replacements, okay? And I've been in victim mode and depressed and all this shit and just acting like the world is ending for me for like a year because I can't fucking work out. Damn, it's like bigger problems out here. There's worse shit going on. And just in that instant with him changing my perspective by telling me his own story and his own take on it and how he handled it, I was like, dude, you're fucking amazing. This is exactly the tough love talk that I needed. Fuck your injection. What I really needed was for you to give me this, this tough love. That was my first, that's my first example here of what outside an outside lens or outside lenses can do for you when you're facing difficulty and challenges getting to where you want to go. You see the connection? See, here's the thing. Your friends they're not going to tell you that, most likely, because they're going to be too worried about rubbing you the wrong way. Am I going to hurt our feelings? We're too closely emotionally attached to our friends and our family members and even our coworkers, Hill, that we're not going to accept that type of feedback from them, right? Most nine times out of 10. And here's the other thing is that most of the time, they're not even going to give us that type of feedback. The people around me that I had conversations with, it was, girl, just sit down somewhere. Well, maybe this, maybe this is a sign that you should stop working out and you should just relax. Well, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. You'll be okay. I mean, most of us don't work out either. Like, chill, right? That's kind of the things that I heard about a couple of people like that I just mentioned to that was struggling with my back. So outside the power of outside lenses that doctor and got no emotional connection with me, right? He didn't hold back, which I'm so grateful that he didn't. 
He gave me the perspective change that I needed from the, the outside lens because everybody needs help on this journey. Whether you're trying to lose 50 pounds, you're trying to, you know, build your, build your upper body strength back up. You're, you're trying to strengthen your core because you got lower back issues from your pregnancies. So common for most of us. You're trying to build a healthier relationship with food because you've had so many toxic habits developed from all the fat diets over time. You're trying to regulate your metabolism and make sure you get rid of the stubborn belly fat. All of those examples have what in common? There's hurdles. You're facing challenges. You're facing problems. You can't figure out how to fuck to get on the other side. So what do you need? Outside fucking lenses. And I'm not talking about your friends. I ain't talking about your family members. Okay. I'm not talking about the random ass people on Instagram or on TikTok that give people the shitty ass fucking advice who are not certified in nothing except running their mouth. Outside lenses. So that's my first example on this journey and with this scenario that I went through of this orthopedic doctor that changed the game for me. After he told me this, I got back in the car and I was like, get yourself together, girlfriend, because this is not an okay attitude. Like I really talked to me like I would talk, I be, like I would talk to my kids. Get it together. That's not how you've been raised. That's not how we do things around here. You had your time. You've been crying. You've been frustrated. You've been fussing. You've been complaining. You've had your time now. Now we got to snap out of this victim energy and we got to move on to how the fuck do we solve this problem? What do we do differently? Because obviously you want to exercise, you value exercise. Even your doctor told you to get your shit together and go exercise because you're a personal trainer. Your entire career is designed around exercise. Not exercising, it just ain't an option. So I decided then that it was time for me to find myself an online coach, online personal trainer um, who would help me get back on track with my workout regimen. So outside lenses, the power of outside lenses, because let me tell you, I had resistance. There was built up resistance within me. You're a trainer. You're a coach. You've been doing this for over 10 years. You got all the knowledge. You got all the certifications. You know the gyms inside and out. You know every piece of equipment that's in there. Why the fuck do you need to go out here and go pay a trainer? Right? I had these little conversations within myself. And I'm sure you can relate to that. You know how you have like that positive voice of reason that's like, you got this. You can do this. Stop being a victim mode. Go get yourself a trainer. And you're going to be back on your feet in no time. You just need a little bit of help. It's okay. Everybody needs help. Nope. That other voice was like, girl, you're a trainer. You tell other people how to work out. Why you need somebody to tell you how to work out? Blah, 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 blah. And I was fighting with myself. I had that internal battle. And I did go looking and scrolling online and just typed in like online, online personal trainer for back injuries, things like that. Just kind of, just kind of to inform myself about what's even out there. So I was in my contemplation phase. That's what we call that. Not in taking action phase, but just contemplating. And I found a couple of people and then some of them, like I would check out their content and I was like, well, I'm not really inspired by this. This is not really clicking with me. I don't know. I don't think I want to give you my money. And I just kept going and kept searching and kept looking. And then some people had apps. Then I tested out the apps, didn't like the apps. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. And then I just stumbled across this one app and 
I couldn't scope out the guy. It was not like on social media or anything like that. It was like through an online training company and they had a bunch of trainers. And then you can just, you could just look through like the profile of each trainer basically in their story. And I found this one guy who, interestingly enough, had been a chiropractor in his previous life. So he was a chiropractor and then he became a personal trainer. And I was like, huh, this might just be the guy. So instantly I was like, fuck all my self-limiting beliefs and everything and my high-ass expectations because I'm a trainer. I should need a trainer. And I was like, no, I'm going to set my pride aside and I need outside lenses. I need someone else who's a professional, who is certified, who knows what they're talking about, who is passionate about this the same the same way that I'm passionate about this, who's going to hold me accountable the way I hold people accountable, who's going to design a game plan for me that makes sense, that is tailored to who I am, that's going to get me results, that's going to protect my back, that's going to help me get better quality of life and alleviate the pain that I'm dealing with. God damn it. Did I, did I not just probably sound like a lot of you listening right now? Yeah. Reminder, I'm like you. I'm human. I need help too. The power of outside lenses when you are facing an obstacle on this journey and that obstacle is preventing you from getting on the other side. The other side is where you want to be goals wise. So, and by the way, if this sounds anything like you, I don't know what I should be eating, how much I should be eating. I can't fucking figure it out. I don't know how to get rid of this stubborn belly fat. I've tried a million fat diets and my metabolism is shot. I'm so sick and tired of my body hurting, these aches and pains, getting out of breath so easily. I shouldn't be feeling like that. I'm only 42. Whatever your scenario, the situation is for you specifically. This is an invitation for, to you to schedule your free consultation call with me. Just click on the link inside of the show notes. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. But honestly, I just want to get an opportunity to help you to change your life for better and show you an approach that you haven't utilized before. That's all about simplicity, sustainability, and that's time effective because nobody has time to waste, right? Because the same way that I needed outside lenses to get me over this obstacle and this hurdle, and it changed the game. It helped me so much in terms of my quality of life and it helped me get to the other side. And now I'm over here crushing more goals and new goals because just like you, even though I've been on this journey for quite some time and I'm ahead of a lot of you listening, I still have goals. What the fuck is life without goals, right? So that's my invitation to you. Don't wait any longer. Make the decision, commit to the call, and then we're going to talk about what's going on with you. What have you tried? I'll present you with a game plan at the end of that call. You can make the decision of whether you feel like that's for you or it's not for you, whatever. It's a free call. I just want to get an opportunity to help you. But so back to this trainer. So I found a guy and I decided to hire him. And I told myself, I'm just going to test this out for a month or two. We'll see how it goes. If I don't like it, I just don't like it. It's okay. Like no, no problems, no love lost or nothing. Um, but what if this actually works out? What if this is, these are the outside lenses that I'm missing and that I really need that are going to get me to that next, the next level and this next stage on this healing journey. And get me back into being fit again because I wanted nothing more than being fit again and being active again. I needed that. So I met with the guy and I was also very hesitant about working with a male trainer because I am not a fan of, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of 
men in this industry, especially now when it, when it comes to men working with women, because so many of them are so harsh. They're so hard. They're all about fuck your feelings, fuck your emotions, keep going. Let's do this. J- jump higher, run faster, squat lower, put more push-ups, goddammit. Like, it's just, they're so harsh all the time. They lack compassion, not because they're bad people, but they lack compassion. They lack understanding of the female body. And that the fact that when my fucking period is on, I want to throw these goddamn dumbbells at you. I don't want to be doing all of this. And men don't understand that. It's obviously just different nature, different life experience. We can't hold that against them. It just is what it is. But so I was very skeptical about working with a guy, even though I don't have weight loss goals. Thank you, Jesus, because I definitely wouldn't hire a guy for weight loss goals. You don't understand female hormones. You don't understand cycles, cravings, emotional eating that women do. But for just the purpose of working out, I was like, I think that's going to be good enough. And I was right. So I hired him. And within like the, the, the first week or so, I was first week or two, I would say, I was dragging my feet to do these workouts. Even though they were literally only 15, 20 minutes long. Just to tell you, that's how, how fucked up my situation was. My back was that I literally had to start off with the most simple, like easy, straightforward, short ass exercises. And the beginning stage was solely focused on um, building back up my core and focusing on the mobility aspect of the joints in my back, especially the, the SI joints. So that basically it was like, this is the foundation that we have to master And then we're going to slowly build up on that foundation. And then you'll be able to hopefully in the future, go back to lifting weights, go back to jumping, running, Zumba and all those things. So I was dragging my feet. And this is where I realized that accountability is so powerful. I was like, whoa, this is how my clients feel. They're like, I don't fucking want to do this shit. And then it's like knowing I'm paying you. And when you pay money, you pay attention. hear me loud and clear. When you pay money, you pay attention. So it's knowing, hey, I paid this guy. I'm not going to pay you for nothing. I don't do that. The other thing was, I could tell the man was just as passionate as me and that he really fucking gave a damn about me regaining better quality of life and feeling better. That right there, that changes the game for me. Knowing that I got somebody in my corner who cares about me and who cares about me being successful and winning, oh my God, that fired me up. Which by the way, if you need a coach who's fired up about seeing you win on your weight loss journey, yeah, I am the coach for you, baby. Definitely. The way that changed the game for me and my face just lit up, it makes me realize like how beautiful it is that I am able to do that for my clients, right? And that raised my accountability or my compliance rate even more. And I felt even more accountable to this guy because I knew he cared so much. I felt like he cared about my back more than I cared about it. (laughs) I loved that. And I'm like, damn, he's just like me. This is how I am with my clients. Like I care about my clients sometimes more than they care about themselves. That's how he showed up for me. So the accountability and his passion, that got me to pushing through and even making the effort, even though I had literally gotten to a point where I had fallen off for so long that I didn't even know what the fuck to do anymore, where to start, didn't have the motivation anymore. I was just like in a funk all the way. 
But I had to push through and I had to show up and I had to do something because I knew he was looking. I knew he was going to be tracking. I knew he was going to come and ask me questions. I knew he took the time to design this for me. And I knew he gave a fuck. It would have been different if he didn't give a shit. Then I probably wouldn't have given a shit either. And so first couple of weeks in, I was like, whoa, I'm just happy as fuck that I'm moving again and I'm doing something. I had a lot of back pain. We had to dial back on certain things. We had to constantly tweak and modify. And that's another thing is that he was working with me. He was meeting me where I was and he was listening to me. That is exactly how I am with my clients. And I've seen a lot of trainers and coaches in the industry that don't do that. This is your workout program. If you got a problem with that, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. This is your program. Do this. These are your meal plans. Follow these meal plans. Oh, you don't like this? Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Follow the meal plan. No, I refuse to be like that. I customize and personalize everything every step of the way. And this dude was the same way. As soon as I said, hey, I try to do the bird dogs, but after the 10th one, my back was hurting and I had to stop. He's like, oh no, mm-mm, okay, let me replace those bird dogs. We're not doing bird dogs because if you feel in pain, we step away. And I love that attitude. Basically, what I've realized is that this guy was just me. He was just like a male version of me, right? And he was literally placed in my path. It's no coincidence that I found him at all. The universe definitely made sure that this was going to happen because we were in total alignment. Dude operated the same way I operate. And I love that so much and I value that so much about him. So anyways, as the months went by, I started to notice that my flare-ups would be less frequent. And when I would have a flare-up, I still have significant pain, but it would only last two or three days versus as before, the flare-ups would last like a whole week. I would be down in the bed for a whole week. Now, all of a sudden, the flare-ups are more, um, they're less frequent. So I would go longer periods of time without any pain. And the second thing was when I had pain or when I had a flare-up, it was like a day or two, but then it was over with. And I went back to like kind of feeling somewhat normal. And I was like, whoa, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so we kept on going for a couple of months and I got stronger. My workouts got longer. Um, he turned up the intensity, right? I started to be super like back to being like the consistent version of me when it comes to exercise. I started to develop those habits back into my life. And it had an incredible impact on me mentally and emotionally, not just the physical aspect. I strengthened my core significantly, which helped me heal my back tremendously. And I'll tell you something. I'm trying not to get emotional, but I never thought that I would be teaching Zumba again. Like never. I never, ever, ever thought that I'd see the day where I'm teaching Zumba again. And thank God. And thanks to these outside lenses. I've been back teaching Zumba for, I believe it's been, it's, it's about six, six, seven months now that I've been back at the gym teaching Zumba and I teach it two days a week. Never in a million years that I picture myself with the way my back was and how much pain I experienced every single day. I never thought I would see the day where I can do that again. And so much of that is attributed directly to the work that this guy put in with me, that trainer. And how he taught me to train my body differently. He made me feel okay and comfortable and not like something wrong with you. You ain't good enough. 
No, he made me feel okay, comfortable, understood, loved, accepted with the fact that I just need to train my body differently. I need to learn and master a different approach. And that's okay because you're in a different season and chapter of your life. That dude spoke life into me at a point where I stopped speaking life into myself because I was like, I'm so fucking useless. What trainer trains everybody but themselves? What weight loss coach is out here designing workouts for everyone else and speaking life into their clients and telling them what the fuck to do? And I, I was staying on my clients' asses like, hey, why you ain't do your workout? Let's go. What's happening? What's going on? Right? And I'm holding y'all accountable, but I'm sitting here not fucking working out. I felt like such a fraud. Like I knew it wasn't because I'm lazy and I just want to sit here and eat chips, but still it didn't feel right. I felt a real, I felt misaligned and disconnected, if that makes sense. So this trainer right here, even though I have just as much, if not more experience, honestly, in the industry than he does. It was the outside lenses. It was the fact that he taught me how to do something in a different way than what I had been accustomed to doing. It was his output from the outside because he was the outside lens looking into my life, right? And onto my journey. He figured out a way that I couldn't figure out for myself. The outside lens that I got from him also provided me with the accountability when I didn't fucking want to do this shit. He provided me with the support, with speaking life into me because he could see things differently from that outside lens that I could see for myself. Do you hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? You need outside lenses on your journey. Whether it's a journey of financial freedom, you don't have all the fucking answers. You're not a financial strategist. You're not a financial advisor. You don't have 15 years of experience on Wall Street. You don't have XYZ credentials, degrees, and whatever. And by the way, even if you did, financial advisors, a bit, uh, big, big time Wall Street folks, people that know any and everything about, what is it, Susie Orman's method and the other guy I forgot, the, who masters like the snowball and the radical savings, all these people. They most likely have mentors too. They most likely have accountability systems as well. They most likely are paying for outside lenses too. And as you're listening to this and you're here and you're on your weight loss and your fitness journey and you're trying to lose weight, the sustainable weight this way this time, you're trying to build up your strength. You're trying to build um, that tone, lean physique that you want. You want them Obama, uh, Obama, the Michelle Obama arms, right? Or that actress, I forgot her name. She's so toned. Well, I can't think of her name right now. But you, you want to reverse your pre-diabetes. You need to get that A1C down today. Actually, yesterday, but we, but you know. You need to reverse your cholesterol. You're at high risk for stroke. Whatever your scenario, whatever the fact is for you, whatever your reality looks like, you need outside lenses. You are not supposed to keep trying and try, play trial and error and put the pieces together a little bit from the internet, a little bit from Instagram, a little bit from TikTok, a little bit from this heifer over here on Twitter. No. You need those dedicated outside lenses from the people who have the experience, the people that have the credentials, the people that have the passion, the people that care about your well-being. 
The people who know what the fuck you need to be doing, but you haven't figured it out. No matter how much knowledge you possess, no matter how many, no matter how many credentials you have under your belt, how many degrees you've got, you can be the most intelligent person in America. And you're still going to need outside lenses. Even if it is, let me show you a perspective you have not considered yet. The power of outside lenses on our journey as we're trying to overcome this next challenge, this next obstacle that stands in our way of getting us to our goal. And the goal is right behind that obstacle. It's on the other side, but you're not getting there because you don't have the outside lenses that you need. That's the message for today. I hope that this has an impact on your life. I hope it makes a difference on your journey. I hope that you understand from this message that there's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no, something must be wrong with you. You must be less than. Just because you embrace, acknowledge, and go get the help that you need and go get the outside lenses that you feel are aligned with who you are and your goals. There's no shame in that. There's no guilt in that. And if I'm sitting here telling you openly that I needed somebody else to hold me accountable, I needed somebody else to figure out a game plan for me and tell me what to do, right? Then that tells you, if I need that, you most certainly do too. So that's my message for today. I hope it makes a difference in your life. As always, remember to keep a smile on your face, spread love and positivity to those around you. And above all, remember that you deserve to live in the body of your dreams. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Women Winning at Weight Loss podcast. If you found today's episode valuable, make sure to share it with other women in your life and head over to Facebook to join the Women Winning at Weight Loss community. We'll see you there.